Welcome to the Varadon podcast for Monday, July 3rd. In the U.S., you have S&P futures essentially unchanged. They are flat to up about one to two points. Dow futures are lagging. They're down about 48 points, which works out to 14 basis points. And you have NASDAQ futures outperforming up about 40 points, which is 26 basis points. And you have Tesla shares up about 6% pre-market after its Q2 delivery and production numbers that it released yesterday. In Europe, you have the major indices rallying about 20 to 30 basis points, very strong outperformance in Europe and basic resources, up nearly 2%. Bank stocks are up over 1%. Insurers are doing very well, along with real estate, telecom, and energy. You're seeing underperformance in healthcare, retail, media, and luxury stocks. And then Asia was very strong across the board. You had the Nikkei rally 1.7% and Hang Seng rallied over 2%. So... A couple moving pieces this morning. I wouldn't say anything all that dramatic. Um, you know, we're obviously starting a new month, a new quarter, um, and I think for for now at least, you know, a lot of the optimism that helped rally stocks towards the end of Q2 is carrying over so far. Um, all the manufacturing PMIs are out this morning for the month of June. Um, you know, nothing really too dramatic. Although the China Cation manufacturing number did come in a little bit ahead of expectations, so. Um, you know, small encouraging data point on that front. Yellen confirmed that she will be traveling to China. She'll be in Beijing later this week. Not unexpected. This has been talked about for several weeks, um, but it is somewhat encouraging in that this is the second high profile U.S. official to travel to China after Blinken. Um, so it does suggest that there are still these initiatives to kind of stabilize the relationship. Um, you know, I think the big um, the big area of uncertainty is whether she will attend this uh, summit that's taking place in November in San Francisco. Obviously, that would be a positive sign and uh, would likely involve a meeting with Biden in person. Um, you had the June and Q2 production delivery numbers from all of the major EV companies throughout China, along with Tesla. They're being received well. So Tesla's numbers came in ahead of expectations on production and deliveries. Um, and then the China numbers were very positive also. Just keep in mind that you know investors are curious to see the margin implications of these deliveries. There's been a lot of price cutting in the industry. Um, you know, so that's helping to drive volume, but it's unclear the mar- what happened to margins. We'll get that alongside the formal Q2 earnings reports. But right now, all we get are the volume figures and they are positive. So like I said, Tesla shares are up a lot pre-market because of that. On the inflation front, you have the Swiss CPI for June. Undershot the street, dropped below the SMB's 2% inflation target. Um, so obviously moving in the right direction. That's an encouraging number. Um, you know, I, I, I still think you're going to have this wave of intensifying disinflationary pressures that's going to be a positive for the broader market in the near term. But the S&P is really kind of, I think you have no more really than 100 points left in this rally. So we really are towards the, the end stages of it for the overall S&P. I think you're going to have um, there are there is more compelling risk reward in some of the sectors that have been lagging. So, um, banks, energy, small caps, China. Um, on energy this morning, you actually just had uh, about ten minutes ago. Saudi Arabia came out. They said that they would be keeping that extra million barrel per day um, production cut that they had announced just for a single month. They're going to extend it for another month. So that's helping oil to rally this morning. Um, it's helping energy stocks in Europe to catch a bid. So I still think you have upside um, on some of those areas that have underperformed, but for the overall S&P, 
um, you know, we're, we're within a hundred points of, um, of what I think was going to be kind of a near term ceiling for the tape. So those are the main highlights. Uh, you also did have the individual bank capital return announcements that hit after the Friday close. You had some dividend increases for uh, a bunch of banks, but it does seem like the industry is kind of husbanding its cash, its capital rather, um, as it waits for the details on the Fed's new capital and supervisory rules. Remember, the those are supposed to hit any day or any you know within the next couple of weeks at least, um, and you're supposed to see a relatively large jump in capital requirements. And so I think that's why you haven't you didn't really see like massive dividend increases and or big buyback announcements. And those are the main highlights for today on the calendar. The only major event that's scheduled will be the manufacturing ISM in the U.S. at 10 a.m. Um, you know, I think ideally, obviously, you see a big jump in new orders, which shouldn't be that hard given that the new orders figure is pretty depressed right now. Um, and then prices paid stays flat or falls further. That would be the best case scenario. For the week overall, you're going to get uh, an RBA decision tomorrow morning. Um, the Australian Central Bank, you're going to get the ECB Consumer Expectation Survey Wednesday morning, Fed Minutes Wednesday afternoon, the U.S. Jolts Report Thursday, the U.S. Jobs Report on Friday. Um, and then, you know, there, there could be several unexpected announcements this week to the extent um you know, to the extent we see any pre-announcements or companies updating um, guidance for Q2. So that is everything for today, Monday, July 3rd. Thank you for listening.